Hello and welcome to The Third Degree, our podcast where we talk about films and random discussions about that, reviews, pitches, rankings, all that kind of fun stuff. And today what we are doing, we are ranking our top 10 movie scores. Not soundtracks. Not soundtracks. The, the original orchestrated, composed music for the films rather than pre-existing or new songs that play over bits of the movie. With one nice little twist, no repetition of composer. Yes, allowed. that was the one rule that we decided on, which made it ridiculously difficult. Tricky. Uh, so you're only allowed, if you have a composer, say I had John Williams, I would not be able to have any other tracks by John Williams in my list, if that makes any kind of sense to anyone, but you will get it as we go through. So let's start off with number 10. Do you want me to go first as you are doing? Yeah, you go first. My number 10 is... Thor by Patrick Doyle. Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Interesting choice. Because I remember it being one. It's just it's a, the music. I feel out of all of the Avengers movies, other than potentially Captain America: The First Avenger, fit the character better than most of them because it's a very fantasy character and it was quite fantasy almost Shakespearean type music that they put with it because that was what Kenneth Branagh was going with he made it almost a Shakespearean film mm. and he worked really well I, I made this list ages ago so there isn't yeah, a lot more that I need to say about this about the score for Thor um, we will I will try and make a playlist with all of these on so you can go down into the description if I put it there and watch slash listen to all of these tracks and decide for yourself. Got yours? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Blade Runner, 1982, Vangelis. See, I've never actually seen Blade Runner. Oh, go watch Blade Runner. It's one of the ones that I keep thinking, oh yeah, I'll go watch that next time I go and watch a film. And then I don't. <laughs> Just in. It's magnificent. It's so futuristic. It's probably the best version of future ever yeah. portrayed in a film. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen it, you know what's on yeah, the show. Yeah, no, no, I, I know, yeah. Visually, I know Blade Runner. And then the music just mirrored that. Really? I think that if you look at Vangelis as well and think Chariots of Fire, you think, you know, you think that straight away with Vangelis. Yeah. 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 But that even then, on list, actually. you've got that. He starts that with a synth. Yeah. Straight away. And you get echoes of that in yeah. Blade Runner. It just emotively yeah. and atmospherically fits. When we've ranked films before, I keep mentioning the musicality and the yeah. appropriateness yeah. to the film. Definitely. That is how I ranked these films, these okay. scores. Right, yeah. Their appropriateness yeah. to the cinema. Yes, yeah, I too have done that. Um, it's probably good to touch on that, how we've done it. Um, with my list, I went through you know, how it fits with the, the film, as I mentioned with Thor, um, how memorable each some of the major beats of it mm -hmm. are. Musical merit. Yeah, so if you can hum it, some of the ones that I thought, oh, I'll put that on it, and then I thought, can I even hum it? I can't. No. Um, some of them really stick with me. There is one that I actually can't, want to have a good discussion about that I think works incredibly well, even if it's just one piece of music. Okay. I think that is important as well. There's one particular yeah, piece of music. Yeah, can't make can't. the full score. Yeah, it's got to work as overall. Yeah. As, think it's, as it's individual themes can lend towards that, as some of mine do. But they can't be based on one overall. Like I did have Superman by John Williams on here, but I took it out because it's just the Superman march. That's yeah. the only bit 
that works. I don't remember anything else from those movies other than that. Yeah, uh, there's a love theme in there, which is nice, but again. But who remembers it? Two pieces, yeah. two themes throughout it. My John Williams one is so much better than Superman. Mine's way better. Yeah. So we've got that. Mm-hmm. You've done yours. Um, I just want to point, point out um, sci-fi. Mm. I don't think anybody has has ever or can actually compose for sci-fi truly. Like Star Wars is it's, it's fantasy music, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. a fantasy film music. Yeah. You know, it's, the new Star Trek comes very close. I like it, but it's that's, very orchestral. That's why I think Blade Runner works so yeah. well. Is that it was a definitely a, a much more contemporary take on film yeah. music and the orchestra yeah. and the what actually goes into make up yeah. the orchestra. It was trying. It was also where John Williams just uses a traditional romantic yeah. movie, romantic yeah. era rather yeah. orchestra. Okay, carrying on. Hit with number nine. Right now, these. There was one that I put here, and then I added another to it, because I'm not sure which one I want to go for. I think it's my original one, because I think the second one is very, very intentionally derivative. So my number nine is Batman by Danielle, Danielle. Yeah. And my... Yes. Because that carries through, plus the Joker's... Um, waltz. That circus waltz is... Yeah, yeah. waltz to death. That's brilliant. You steal all of the Lego games, I think. Most of them. Yes. Don't get me a copyright strike. Humming as well. It's it's YouTube, Tom. Yeah. Okay. My number nine. Alan Silvestri, Avengers Assemble. Ooh. Now I think that that worked brilliantly. I think it. It's not just the Avengers theme. It's not just the Avengers. It's Shield theme. Yeah. Which is excellent. Again, that, it takes that, that whole, you know, that that goes through all of the shield scenes. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about the Avengers. But my number nine, <laughs> Avengers Assemble by Alice Silvestri. Again, another brilliant composer, Alice yes. Silvestri. I almost put Back to the Future. I did too. For Alice Silvestri. Yeah. I, you know I what else I also put for Alice Silvestri? Go for it. Captain America, the first Avenger. I nearly, oh, I nearly put um, that for a different reason because um, Alan Menken did the Star Spangled Man with a plan. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, just a stroke of genius was hiring but him. The Captain but he's not the whole watch is one of the score. biggest things from that, mm. and that return to you go back to the nineteen forties, but you return to a classical era of movie composing with yeah. that. And I think it works so well, but it's really just that one thing. That's why I didn't include it. Yeah. Plus, the Avengers works better for a reason that I will touch on later. Okay. The right. I've just, uh, yeah, I've just ordered everything. Okay. Good. Uh, mine are right. Batman nine eight nine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything you said, but I just appreciated it a bit more. Yeah. I, I mean, you can touch on the because I didn't really go into like um, its use in the film or anything like that. I just touch on that because I went off a little bit on that so you can touch on that it was taken in a complete what you've got uh, Superman came out around the same sort of time with John Williams doing well 70s wasn't it but yeah it's about 15 years earlier but still we've seen superhero films up to this point yes and they've all had you know orchestral mark blah, 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 yeah you know what I mean but and didn't. this didn't this was yeah. and again this was darker Batman yeah. this was the Batman that we almost now know the Dark yeah, vigilante, almost anti-hero. Yes, 
but and the music represents that. Yes, it's so it's, different it's, because it's such a different superhero yeah, film. It's, it's a, a different cra- film. It's a cracked. It's like a cracked psyche of a theme. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, you know what I always it's like crazy. in the um, Batman eighty nine two. It's a superhero version of the Isengard theme hmm. from. The Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings it's that because yeah. it's the banging on the side of the piano and the clanking yeah. and it's that mechanical. Really yeah. No, totally agree on that. Should we, we just move on? Yeah. <laughs> My number eight. And again, I've got a couple of names on here that I will butcher. Just go on. Warning. The Incredibles by Michael Giacchino. I think I, I say Giacchino, but yeah, we all way. know who we're talking about. Yeah. Yes, The Incredibles. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. Not just the Incredits, but everything else that goes along with it. Glory days. Yes. Everything. It's 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 kind of like the Captain America March. It's throwback <laughs> to classical superhero, but it's also got that little bit of James Bondy spiness in there. Spy. And I was about to say that, yeah. Yeah, it works because it, it completely... You can literally tell exactly what the movie is about just by the music. It's got that little bit of family notes in there, the little bit of romantic yeah. notes in there, the the heroic bits, that the, bit with the nostalgia, where he's working out and he keeps getting slimmer yeah. and keeps going to work. Yeah, and doing it. yeah, that was a, that's just a really that montage yeah. bit. And it's got very mid century, mid century jazz in there as well, which hints at the time period it's set in. Jazz orchestra that was. Yeah, if you watch videos of him talking about it, he's it was the first proper time he'd used. A, jazz, a big band mm. jazz ensemble to score a movie, yeah. and he clearly thoroughly loved it. Yeah, it was great. And you get that again in The Incredibles 2 a bit later mm. on. I didn't put The Incredibles, but I nearly did, and I nearly put The Incredibles Yeah, down. I nearly didn't, and you know what um, nearly knocked it off? What's that? New Star Trek. Okay, okay, yeah. I think there's just was... a lot to be said about yeah. life, Gigi. Yeah, I just done loads. Mm. I didn't realise until I was looking into this how much he's done. Anyway, it was number eight. You've done them right. Yeah. You've done them right. Okay, we've swapped around somehow. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to do number seven? Yeah, just do your number seven and then I'll. You want me to do my number seven? Okay. This one went on and off my list multiple times and was replaced by an honourable mention, which I will talk about. Okay. Captain America, The Winter Soldier by Henry Jackman. Right. Because it takes over some of the shield themes into a new workings, it has some of those little spy notes in there. And it's okay. just it's just general. It's kind of general all the way. Then it has peaks like Captain America's uh, heroic music that comes back when he takes his old suit and all that kind of stuff that brings through the, the beats of the film. Mm. And then you have what I what I consider to be an absolute masterpiece of a theme in the the Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier yeah. theme. It is good. It's because it's so different. Yeah, it's just it's, it's completely off the elephant's back. Yeah, it's just so different again. Yeah. Mm. And that, that this is one of those ones where that theme kind of, because it is so different and so good, in my opinion, it took over most of the rest of the film. So it's hard to judge the rest of the film's music because that's what you remember. You remember the Captain America theme and you remember the Winter Soldier theme, which really in that film is all you need. Well, <laughs> what's it called? Yeah, exactly. Captain America yeah. Winter Soldier, you just need those two. Yeah. Um, tell you what it, it was fighting with is X-Men First Class by Henry Jackson. Can't say I remember it. There are a lot of notes in it that are, again, almost like with The Incredibles and Captain America, it's a throwback to an era. So it's got a lot of 60s, 60s style stuff in there, mm. but it's definitely superhero. And then you get that. What I actually think is better than the Winter Soldier theme 
is Frankenstein's monster, which is Magneto's theme. I'm, recall I'm, it. I'm not recalling this sound. Go and listen to all, it. To be honest. Go and listen to, even if you just listen to Frankenstein's monster by Henry Jackman. Right. That's just a one you're gonna to have to trust. I think because it works so well with because it's such a, a, an ex, exploration of Magneto's psyche and things like that throughout mm. that film. When you hear him go full tilt psycho on someone, yeah, and you hear oh, that music, it's excellent. We are gonna make a playlist. Yeah, I think I already said that. Well. You have done. Yeah, it might have been while I was reordering. Yeah, you, yeah, you were. I was just trying to give you a bit of time. <laughs> no, fair enough. Okay, my seven. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. The first one. Yeah. So Klaus Bell. Yep. yep. I think that was Klaus Bell and yep. Hans Zimmer. No, it's it's just it's just credited but as Klaus Bell. It is. It might have been with or orchestra, yep. but uh, you know. Yeah. This, this was kind of a cheat for me because um, I wanted another film by so <laughs> That's why I wanted to go for that. Yeah, it is on my list. But either way, I don't have Hans Zimmer anywhere else. So don't you? No. So, so maybe could be Dead Man's Zimmer. Chest because Dave the Jones. Davy Jones yes, bits with the organ really good. is yes. really good. And the whole, just, it fits the mood of a pirate film. Oh, yeah, definitely. So yeah. well. There is one. But there's um, elements of um, the Rob Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes yes. coming in there. Which was Hans Zimmer as well, wasn't it? Yes. With the um, broken piano. He's a, yes. he's a genius, this guy. And that didn't nearly make it, but nearly put Inception for Hans Zimmer. There's Isn't Inception just warm? No, it's not. Most not of it's just warm, isn't it? It's quite a bit of warm, but there's a lot of it that works brilliantly. But I didn't. I went with number seven, Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one, Glass Bell. Curse of the Black Pearl. Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Fantastic. It swells, it moves, yes. it it fits the right bits. Imagine right at the oh no, that's the next one. But I get confused between the first two because they're just that good. I'm on about when um just, just, Captain Barbos comes back at the end and it just swells yeah, up and he's there. Just, yeah. Even just like Jack Farrow's introduction, it's just it's just one instrument, isn't it? Or one or two, yeah. one or two it's just part of the, the orchestra. Do, 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 do. Yeah, and it's just. Yeah. But it starts off with the, the full orchestra, and then you find out it's just on a little mast, and it carries on, and it sort of, sort of trickles down into just yeah. a few instruments, and it carries on. Yeah, yeah, very well done. It's very just well. fun to listen to. As yes, well. it's fun to watch, and because uh, it's different, Jack, because he's such a funny, yeah, comedic character. Yeah. The score fits yes. the character, which is great. It just it Definitely. fits. Yeah. It fits perfectly there. Yeah, and the, the action scenes used. It's the same theme can be used multiple times in the film for different tones, mm. which works very well. I yeah. think. Yeah, there are reasons it's not higher up on my list, but again, we're, we've picked cinema from the beginning yeah. of time. You know, we. So it is. It's in my top ten, but it's not higher up than yeah. seven and six. I uh, you already touched on it. The Avengers by Alan Silvestri. Oh. Because you touched on it, um, there is a, a concept that I had thought about, um, and the Avengers does it better than I think other other films, mm-hmm. and that's to do with its recognition. So if you take the main, what I like to think is the main hook of the Avengers theme, there are nine notes, mm-hmm. right? There's and it's split. There's one, then there's another four, and then there's another four. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so the Avengers by Alan Silvestri, the recognition of the track, I like to think of there's levels 
of how you'll recognize it and the effect that it has on the listener and mm. the bit that you need to watch for it is the avengers title card when it first comes on the cinema screen mm. right yeah as it especially in like infinity war i think does it the best because of the reveal of that you have your nine notes, and I think with each bit, if I'm not going to hum it or do anything like that because I don't want to get a strike or anything like that. Sorry. <laughs> just go and listen to it and listen to nine notes and f- try and figure out when it is that you recognise that and you get that little tingly in the back of your neck. And as the tingly. Yeah, as the Avengers theme. And with, I think it's anticipation because of that one-note break. You anticipate the next few notes and it gets that. I'm getting now. Like I'm thinking, because as soon as you hear that, and you know it's the Avengers theme. You know the next eight notes. But when I get it, is Avengers Assemble just at the Battle of New York when everything's been blown to shit? The Hulk's there. They're all in yeah. a circle, and it pans yeah. around them all. Yeah, and that's, that's the hero shot. Yeah, because you get that bum 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 bum, and that's the the next segment, and then you carry on. Yeah, and it's those levels of recognition which I think right make it excellent. But realistically, there are only a couple of themes within the film that. But they use them a lot and they build them throughout the film. Yeah, it just works. Yeah. So, and again, the shield theme, which we've touched on. Yeah. My number six. It cheats a little bit, but I'm going to justify it. Flash Gordon by Queen. Oh, yes. Can you allow that? Flash. It, in my in justifying it, did they do the score as well? They did the entire thing. Right. Okay. That's the fair. entire thing was Queen. So you are not talking about Flash. I'm not talking about Flash. Ah. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about okay. the entirety of it, right. which was them, and they had orchestra and just, oh, okay, just yeah. the band we'll Queen doing this. We'll allow that. Yeah, it was lovely. If I was putting it into a sound, if I was doing soundtracks with pop songs, yeah. this wouldn't be in there. No, but because it works, sci-fi, eighties sci-fi using a popular eighties rock, yes. a, an imaginative eighties rock band yes. to do almost superhero sci-fi. Yeah. In the eighties. Yeah. It worked. Loved it. Yeah. It's a great whole listen to it. If you've yeah. not heard Flash by Queen before, go and listen to it. And it's got snippets of the film. Yes, I think yeah, it's got the single. Yeah. But if you go away and listen to the entire yeah. score to the film, it works on at the same sort of level as we've been talking about with um Danny Arthur's Batman and uh Henry Jefferson's solid different it's, it's memorable because it comes, it's different yeah and well executed it comes out of the almost stereotype of the soundtrack it's so different that it it works and that's why it made it onto my list here so what was that number six yes okay so my number five what I'm going now see this one uh, this is my Hans Zimmer's Hans Zimmer slot and there are three that I can't pick from <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so we'll have a quick discussion. We won't touch on a lot of them. Num- the first one of them, and then we'll pick one to fit that slot after. Okay. Number one, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Excellent. So many themes. They all tie into a central theme that works. It's that kind of Victorian industrial... The fact that it was all on a broken piano gives yeah. you a kind of Victorian era. Yes. It, it's And it plays with the, the mentality of the, the character. and It's yeah. just, just, just brilliant. And the next two are related, and I couldn't pick which one, because I think one is musically better, but the other one is better for its variety of themes. Yeah, shoot. Man of Steel. Right. I think it did an excellent job of reinventing the Superman theme. Right. It's, and that's that's one of the things that I think has to work for a score. It has to fit a scene and work under it to elevate that scene to a new level. Right. 
Okay? Yeah. Next. The next one, part of that is kept, a lot of it is kept. It's Batman v Superman. Right. Right? For one thing, the work they did with Batman's score is quite is actually really quite good when you deconstruct it and think about it and listen to it rather than just hearing those big notes. Because it's junky XL and it's different and it adds a, an edginess to it. Batman. Mm. But th there is a theme that adds to this that I think works insanely well, going back onto a couple of notes that we've touched on so far in that mm. film, and that is the theme of Lex Luthor. Right. Again, it's hard pianos. Do you know, um, do you remember the Riddler's theme from Gotham? The TV show? Yes. Fainting. It's kind of like that. It's, it's that kind of, like, <clears throat> it's like a boom, but a musical version on a piano. And like it, a black and white boom. Yes. Right. But it kind of, it hits those notes of, like, this guy is psycho. <laughs> I'll have to... Uh, yeah, it's one of those ones that you have to listen to. Listen to. It's, it won't be for everyone, I know that. I don't know which one of these I want to fit. It's probably not going to be Batman v Superman because of the, the sort of. I think you should pick Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that was what I went with originally, and yeah, I think Man of Steel kind of went in there. But I think, I think Sherlock Holmes is more memorable. Yeah, I think the back, that whole film ties together just because it's it's zany and it's quirky at mm -hmm. the same time, which I think works. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll go with Sherlock Holmes. I think you should. Right, John, you're on number five now. 1972, Nino Rota, The Godfather. I very nearly had The Godfather on my, on my So uh, good. Yeah. It fits that almost unsettling level of calm mm. that just emanates from the film. And you get, obviously, the, the horrendously gory and obviously mafia tones, but I guess yeah. the, the whole sh shroud of the mafia is that they are underlying and just kind of there. This is where that comes from, that that sort of uh, violin yes. with the Mafia doing that yeah. theme. It's that classical, it's that, it's old world. Yeah. It's it, like the concept of old money in a, in, in a, an orchestration. Yeah, like we just talked about with Sherlock Holmes, the music taking you back yes. to a period in time. Yeah. I think this does it, but far more effectively. It's less in your face. Rather than yeah. less effective, less in your face. More subtle, which yeah. the film is as a whole. It's a more subtle film. It's character-driven and, yeah. And that, I think that the, the film, film fits both atmospherically and along with, as you say, it's character-driven. So the music just kind of elevates the entire yeah. film. To an, another level. Like Again, there are reasons it's not higher, yeah. but I just think you can't go wrong. That's, yeah. That score and that film are brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> My number four, and this took a while for me to get to this specific one. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Right. And the super. Yep. One, it's the reorchestration of classic Harry Potter themes, but it's implementation of those of those instruments and those beats that you recognise into other things, mm -hmm. into other themes like the fireworks theme, which works amazingly. There is there's like the, the prophecy in the hall of the Department of Mysteries, that's mm -hmm. what it's called. It? Yeah. Oh, just perfect. just those themes. It it was nearly the half blood prince. Because of things like, um, I wanted to put Wizard Weezes in there, but it wasn't in the film, so I changed it to yeah. Order of the Phoenix. And I, wa I also wanted Chamber of Secrets, because that, I think, brought a lot to the table in terms of themes and character things and just an elevation of the score from the first one. Mm, yeah, okay. But then again, that's John Williams, I've already used John Williams. <laughs> so, 
He's got Super Oz. <laughs> Order of the Phoenix. He could quite happily just do a top ten list of the best. Oh, John, John Williams, Williams definitely. Yeah. Or Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Or Michael Giugino. Yeah. Hans Zimmer, I struggled with actually. Those were the spawns that stood out to me. Mm. Yeah, carry on, number four. My number four, excuse my French, as un sur pour la chauffaude. 1958 by Miles Davis. Where am I looking? I can't read your handwriting. Essence Okay. I'm sure it's something like that. 1958. It was an improvised film with an improvised score. Right. So it's more groundbreaking than. And it's beautiful. Is it? It's absolutely stunning. Miles Davis, just if you don't know, immensely famous jazz trumpeter. Famous for his improvisation. Mm -hmm. That's why they got him to come yeah. and do it. And improvising along with it, it just sounds like it's Miles Davis. But then when you put the film to it, and it's jazz, and it's French, mm. and it's... If you don't like foreign films, you might not enjoy it. But even just as a point in cinema, you should watch it. I don't have anything to ask you, so I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only really weird one. But yeah. I think it's so groundbreaking and so beautifully done that not many people have heard of it. I have, I've never heard of it. And I can't you really should it. go I and can't remember what it's look, no. <laughs> <laughs> but look it up. Any track. Don't need to because someone's going to put a no, link yeah, to the. I'll put thing. Uh, put it in the playlist. Yeah. Uh, something in particular because uh, you make, you make your playlist. I'll make mine. I'll link it. Yes. Them. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Three. Three. Just rehashing. I won't. Go on to it because then you can just go straight to yours. Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. That's the Black Bell. Because it was great. Yeah. <laughs> part no, we've, wants, we've said yeah, part of me wants to switch it with Sherlock Holmes because they are very similar, but I'm not sure which one does a better job. I think variation in, into calm and yeah. beats and action scenes into characters, I think Pirates of the Caribbean kind of does yeah, it better. Yeah, does it better, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. John Williams, 1991. Hook. Hook. Hook, I think that is John Williams' best. It's been ages since I watched Hook. Again, I think that it did what Klaus Bedelt did with Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. Pirates, but it was yes. pirates with this a element of fantasy yeah. and make-believe, but also yeah. grounded somewhere in the real world, yeah. which John Williams does well with the orchestra. But he does fantasy brilliantly, as we yeah. mentioned with Star Wars being a fantasy. Yeah, it's a fantasy. But yeah. I think this was the perfect application for John Williams. Okay. Into Hook. I kind of look forward to listening to your playlist, because some of these I can't remember for the life of Hook me. has got some... It's part of Neverland. Yeah, that's Phantom Menace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's just Phantom Menace. And then, oh, what's the, um, when Dustin Hoffman's um, hook, and he's, uh, yeah, kind of a uh, Dustin Hoffman, yeah, but he's, he's like Jack Sparrow and he's grown up and yeah. decent. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how that, um, how that theme goes. I'll put that in, uh, yeah. in the playlist because it probably won't, we won't yeah. put 10 tracks in. I'll probably put little slots because we're ranking the score yes. as a whole. Yes, definitely. But I'll try and keep them so 5A, 5B, 5... whatever. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good point, actually, yeah. To try and keep them all sort of similar. Okay. But hook number three for me, John Williams. Number two is my John Williams film. Go on. Do you want me to guess what it is? Uh, uh, there were two vying for this slot, actually. 
two. I don't think you put Star Wars. You might have put Empire Strikes Back out. Yeah, that wasn't my Star Wars film that I was thinking. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know what Star Wars film I was thinking before we get onto it? Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it goes. It, you, I was trying to figure out which one has the largest collection of very uh, uh, varied Star Wars tracks that link all together. Okay. Yes. This is the one that's just in my head. Yes. Battle of the Heroes. Battle of the Heroes is excellent. I'm sure Jewel of the Fates is in there. Somewhere, I'm sure. The Imperial March is in there. Yeah. That's it's what John Williams does. Yes. It's this Wagnerian yeah. operatic, if you don't know, uh, leitmotif. Each theme is associated to a character. Yes. And they spread over, what we're on eight movies now, aren't we? And they're all across here. And there's even little snippets within the anthology movies in Rogue One. Yeah, and in the so, animated shows. And it's all, it all sits there. And it is an entity in itself, yes. the whole score. And I think Revenge of the Sith ties it all together very nicely. Mm, it it yeah. yeah, exactly. But what is your actual number two? My actual number two, that's a good point. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm, okay. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. The first one was good. This demolishes it because all of the themes are powerful. They all tie in. They all are very noticeably present in every scene. Mm. Yes. The mis the mystery ones are very John Williams, mm -hmm. tie in quite nicely. The beginning starts out with a new theme that you've never heard before. Mm. And I'm not going to put a clip of Family Guy in here, because I think it stands on its own. <laughs> but the yes. It's, but it's, it's very John Williams, but it's very different at the same time. Yes. Yeah. We know. <laughs> I like to get carried away. Yes, yeah, so I do. <laughs> And then just like the whole third act of the film is scored yeah. amazingly with the 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 Grail Knight theme, yeah. the, the the riding into the sunset, the you know, Indiana Jones theme that you've got in general. The stuff that plays in the castle in Austria is quite well done as well. The, the villain themes because they're quite subtle and devious. And they're mm. not Imperial March big. They're just kind of there. Yeah, mm. I guess it's down to the setting of the film yeah. at that point. It's not meant to be a grand slam yeah. for the villains. And that's something that John Williams does very well, is appropriation to character, but the character in relation to where they are and what's happening at the time. Yeah. He's just incredibly good at that. My number two, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, no. Howard Shaw. Yeah. I... The whole, in, just on its own, I think the introduction of all the themes there is brilliant. I mean, as a whole trilogy, there even the Hobbit films, the three Hobbit films, the yeah. score there works not as good. No, but it works but as good. a like Star Wars does. Yes, a whole it's that saga, the saga, a musical yes. saga. He went and then turned it into a symphony, which uh, it, the symphony on its own is outstanding to go and listen to. Yeah, but the Fellowship of the Ring, I think, just edged it because there was a lot more. A lot more establishment was going on in terms yeah. of the story, and he pushed that up a up a notch with the score. You mm. know, think concerning hobbits. You think um, the actual uh, the bridge of Casadoon. Yeah. Um, uh, even the elf themes. Yes. That are choral sort of flowing. The Black Rider. The Black Rider is an excellent track because it yeah. takes. It is literally a story within the track. The Black Rider. Yeah. It starts out with a variation of um, the Shire theme and the Hobbit theme, mm. and then it descends into this operatic, 
Cotton King, and you get you get you you don't get Isengard. You don't you get sort of little hints of it. Saruman. Yeah, is what you get. And we've already mentioned it a bit previously. I'm just going to segue in that this is my number one. Yeah, yeah, the whole trilogy I think of the orchestration is just for me personally is the single best movie score of just everything ever. It is. It's it's fantasy at its finest, I think. I think I'm going with The Two Towers. Okay. Which is interesting because that's not the one I thought I would have gone with. For one, it takes the moments where you have the Hobbit theme and it reappropriates them into different settings. Mm. It reappropriates To where the Hobbits are now. Yes, exactly. The one thing I will point out about The Fellowship is something that doesn't get noticed anywhere near often enough. The Fellowship theme, that... Big swelling mm. one, not the Bridge of Khazadum, the other one, the big fellowship theme is heard once on the mountains. Once in its entirety, and that is as they leave Rivendell. Because the fellowship theme is deconstructed yeah, into yeah, different taken... segments. Yes. You hear because it. Because the fellowship splits exactly. up. Exactly. You hear it in in, at first with two parts elsewhere. and it's Frodo and Sam. Just got a minute left on this. Okay. You hear it at first with Frodo and Sam leaving the Shire and then it builds to massive finale in Rivendell then it breaks apart and every part you, yes. you hear is the story of the Fellowship that was nice actually that you ended up picking the two towers yeah. and I picked yeah. the Fellowship I didn't even explain the two towers why I like it that, well because <laughs> it splits up and yeah. it, they carry on yeah. he carries on doing that yeah. throughout the rest of um, the the things that I really Definitely. enjoyed about the two towers soundtrack is that it carries four of those things that you get from it you get your Rivendell and your Lorien themes throughout it because you get your elven characters. Which are you both get, different as well. Yes, they are. He, one, he of them is to, one of them is more Eastern influenced. There are lots of um, like like sitar type instruments and things like that within the mm. Lorien elves because that's what they meant to represent. Meant to represent the exotic Eastern mm. thing. You know. um, Isengard Unleashed. It's great. It's so different. Every sector's theme is just vastly different to everything else. That percussion is just big sheets of steel. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it be done on the the side of a piano. The the, the light to get the yeah to get just like a a full chromatic just yeah reverberation. It's not hitting the. It's not piano because it's not bashing onto the keys and yeah, making the it's percussion. On the side it's just of the a vibration of the strings, and it's got the to get that hollow. But still, there's still notes in it. Which is bizarre and hugely clever. Yeah, man and school. (laughs) Yeah, and a suite on its own because I don't think it's a theme; it's a collection of themes. Is Rohan? Mm. So it's everything is sort of a throwback to medieval type and Celtic music, but Rohan is specifically Anglo-Saxon and very archaic themes. I'm sure it uses folk instruments a yes, lot of times. Yeah. pipes, and I'm sure yeah. people will correct. And then, like, like Aelin's sure theme, which goes in there and it's light, yeah. and it's very much about her. Yeah. Um, yeah, Eisenhower Unleashed, as I said. The Gondorian theme. Yeah, is this grand, yeah. majestic. Yeah, it's the Fogondor one. Yeah. Which is just excellent. And they use it as the theme in the third age, don't they? The video game. Mm, that's which works excellently. Yes. Really beautiful, good. everything about it. There isn't a lot of development of new themes in the Return of the King. I think this is the biggest development of old themes and new themes together in the two towers. I've gone for it. 
Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, how we managed to cover. We both said that the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. score oh, yeah. is fantastic and yeah. fits so appropriately to everything and develops brilliantly. And the fact that I managed to talk about the first one yeah. in second place and then you have yeah, the second, second one in first place. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. I think The Hobbit is worth as an honourable mention because you are never going to get what you had in the first place with The Lord of the Rings. No. That is one of the things that made The Hobbit not as good is just because you cannot replicate what you already had. No. And the what they managed to do with it, the dwarven themes especially, the yeah, late town themes. we explored a lot of elfish themes that we've already yeah. mentioned there. Which is why I'm not a massive fan of the Elvish themes in The Hobbit, mm. especially Tauriel's theme. That just pisses me off. Yeah, it's you, kind get, of, you get a nice yeah. kind of it's the not Rivendell. Magic. It's just shit. <laughs> you get a nice kind of hint at the Rivendell stuff yes. when uh, Thranduil arrives. Yeah, uh, in, in late journey. Um, no, no, with his army. Oh, in the, uh, the Battle of the Five Armies. Yes, because uh, they have a lot of more, very heavily more Eastern instruments, mm. haven't they? It, it's yeah. you know that these are elves, and you know yes. that you're. Yeah. It's a follow-on. Yeah, it's like it, the Mirkwood one is almost as though you've taken the Lorien theme <clears throat> and you've subtracted what's common with the Lorien theme that's in the Rivendell theme. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and it's almost geographically that. Yeah, Lorien is very close to Mirkwood. It's they yeah. link with Rivendell, but Mirkwood has nothing to do with Rivendell. It's yeah. And the, the Lake one. Town theme is it's nice. It's very yeah. It's a throwback to the Rohan theme. Yeah, because they're related. He, yeah, it was good. He, he Howard Shaw does identify the races. Yes, brilliantly because they are all different. But without making separate, it stereotypical, which yeah. it could very easily fall into, but it doesn't. Yeah, the one thing before I do my number one, I want to mention Return of the King because you said that there's not much development. What one thing about the score that really sticks in my head? You know when Frodo and Sam and the, and Shelob the spider, yeah, that's and she there's nothing, nothing, isn't there? There's, it's there's just that. scoreless, and you've got um, Frodo walking through uh, the the, yeah. the, cre- the crevasse, yeah. and then just the spider and, and the like, spider noises. Oh, don't do that, do that, Mike. Jeez, <laughs> and it's just nothing. It's like nothing, and then it's just and you've got <laughs> echoes, and you. Go, and it doesn't need music. Other composers may have put yeah. just like a, a high pitched yeah. string sustained drone one. at the top. I honestly thought there was one. Oh, I thought that were an incredibly low sure. one to go opposite to that. Certain there's absolutely nothing and it worked. Not having music is just as important yeah. as having music. If you know when to not put music, that's even yeah. more important. And they do it so well in those films. It's like when you get stabbed by the cave drop mm. and it cuts. It's an action scene and then it's just boom, nothing. Yeah, but there's still action happening. Yeah, it, it's, as well. Yeah, like deaden all the sound. It's just, uh, it's just that, yeah. that slight. Mm, yeah, I just wanted to do another little honorable yeah. mention for that because we talked so much about, about the first yeah. two and then the Hobbit films. I wanted. Oh, it's to gone really dark. Let me just fill in. I know we're nearly finished. We're okay. We're nearly done. Yeah. My number one, Michael Giacchino. Up, up was. I honestly can't say that I remember it. I've seen it once. Um, beautiful score that fit he did the whole action bits in the jungle mm. and all the travelling but that magnificent theme when the house the balloons come out the top of the house yeah. the animation there is beautiful and the score that goes with it is this great sort of it's not grand but it, it it's almost what you 
expect to hear when thousands of colourful yeah. balloons come up and the flashback with him and Ellie growing yeah, I up. That. Yeah, that I music. That yeah. It sets the time period. Well, you know, cause it's meant to be a flashback yeah, to yeah. the jazz age, and there's a little bit of this jazzy it's kind jazz of. Thing well, no, it's just kind of this old jazz, lyrical, <laughs> lyrical sort of early jazz, and it's. I thought it was probably one of the most appropriate film scores that ever. Has, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> ever. It just worked on both a musical scale and in the appropriateness to the film. I think scoring animation is tricky. Yeah. Because it's not relatable, but yeah. Pixar make it relatable yeah. and due to a score there yeah. works you can't for get, brilliantly. It's difficult to get atmosphere out of a say with the Lord of the Rings going back, it's very atmospheric, but then you know that there's so many of this has been created and built for these people to be in. And mm. I know that Howard Shaw for a fact visited the sets and he just, like, even worked on some of them, was, yeah. had cameos in some of them, and was there and involved. Like He was one of the drunk Rohan guards that has a drinking game with Aimer and Legolas in the Two Towers. And... Return of the King, sorry. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, informs more of the creative process than you would get with animation, which makes it a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you know and you can feel the, the air musician would be able to direct that into that score mm. whereas that would be so much more difficult to get in a so much more difficult animation yeah but listen to it we'll listen to these after yeah. I think it'll be really nice yeah, for us to sit down and listen to them yeah. nearly had the Incredibles from Michael Giacchino very nearly but <laughs> I just think that Up had this magical quality that it was the most human of all the Pixar films mm. and I think it was the oh, most was, yeah Definitely. Human of the scores, which Wally obviously being set in space was quite sci-fi. The Incredibles had this superhero spy kind of aspect mm. to it. A Bug's Life and Toy Story like Randy Newman. But oh yeah, that soundtrack though. Most most of the uh, memorable stuff is soundtrack for most films. Yeah, with Randy Newman. But again, they worked on a completely different level because they were both. I guess they're both yeah, this sci-fi. Is super I'm gonna have to ramp that higher so just so we can. I, I just think the most relatable of the scores to the most relatable of the Pixar films. Yeah. I think a lot of people can identify to that story, mm. especially as it actually had human characters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the score yeah. matched it. I can't. It's at the top. Yeah. Definitely. That's exactly how yes. I thought my mind is just... Sometimes, sometimes some of them you don't necessarily have to think about how technically good they are to rank mm. them. They feel true. It feels like if you're in that atmosphere, that's the music that will be playing over the This top. is what I was saying about that bit in The Return of the King, when there's just yeah. no music. because yeah. it's a void. Because it that that, yeah. that score, Definitely. that is, that emptiness is still there. That's just negative space in yeah. music. There's nothing. Definitely. And it, it, it works. You don't have to have this grand or musically perfect theme yeah sometimes the music the imperfect ones are ones that break the rules again like the yeah. Sherlock Holmes and the Isengard Unleashed and the Batman uh, Flash Gordon yeah using they a, break a rock band around, yeah. to come and do the score yeah. and a lot of these I think do a really good job of they make an impact on you when you first watch them so when you go back and watch them again you get that that those hairs standing up on the back of your neck which is incredible I think it's so important in a score because that helps to build that atmosphere like you can feel being in that 
in that atmosphere. You look good. Yeah. You want to tie it up? Yeah. I think okay. we should tie it up. That was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, I, that was um, different. Yeah. A lot of yours were very similar. It's good, though, because if you, you sort of stuck to a superhero genre for, yeah. and talked a lot about that. I'm but, surprised about how little actually there are. Like, should we look at my list? Like, I just continue my thought while you do. But yeah, half having, of this list is superhero films, and it's the bottom half. <laughs> yeah, but you can... Pick out identifying features, yes. but they are so different yes. from one another. Yeah, definitely. But I'm not saying that they weren't good. I'm just saying that I think that there are a couple of superhero film soundtracks that stand out much more. Yes, and definitely. that's why I managed to slot them in with the yeah. rest of the cinema that I included that's, here. That's kind of why I tried to find ones that were different kinds. Like The Avengers and Captain America Winter Soldier are probably the two most similar I think The Incredibles is superhero, but aware of it, mm. and it's intentional. Yeah. Whereas Batman is aware mm. of how superhero music should be, and intentionally goes the opposite. Yeah. Whereas Thor is a complete. No, I'm not even thinking about superheroes. This is a fantasy Shakespearean film, and that's what I'm scoring for. Mm. And I think I'm, I tried to pick up on the ones that really redefine the, the trope of that typical Superman march type yeah. thing. That's, that's been interesting. Yeah. I've Definitely. really enjoyed talking about that. We should do more stuff like that if anyone's got any ideas yeah. of things we could do there. Maybe um, the top 10 visual effects from films. We oh. could get really talking about oh, um, could be fun. The, the top 10 creatures from films. Oh yeah, something creature design. Oh yeah, something like films that. Films with costume design. Yeah, costume. anything. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Lost to come by the sounds of it. We should, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just leave, we'll us, up. leave us a little idea for what you want us to cover um, in the future. If you've got any ideas to add to what we've said, if you agree, if you disagree, if you think we're absolutely moronic to think of what we did, then yeah, stick them down there in the comments and make sure to leave a like in this because it really helps our egos. <laughs> and check out the playlists. That we'll yes, that we'll drop in the description down below. Please go and hit that little subscribe button if you want to see more of these type of videos. Make sure that notification bell is ticked because that's the only way you're actually going to find out if we ever upload a video anymore. And with that said, we'll see you guys next time.